This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. We're to the southern suburbs and uh, time with Daniel de Villiers. He's sharing his Christian perspective on the news. He's a missionary with Frontline Fellowship. Good morning, Daniel. You well? Very well, thank you. Fantastic. What's on your heart for us this morning? What's been tickling your fancy in the, the news and current affairs? And help us with a Christian perspective. Yeah, well, let's look at, take a look at something that's just come out in the news um, just within the last couple of days. Um, for instance, on SABC News, we find um, legislation that is looking to be pushed forward, wherein the church finds itself having to ask, where do we stand within this? Specifically, we read um, one, one article on Stellenbosch University's Law Trust Chair, Professor Tuli Maramsela. Mm. It says, South Africa and the United States <clears throat> can help set the gold standard in promoting a socially just country through leaders in each of their societies. She is very much on board with um, a lot of the legislation that President Biden in the United States has been offering, um, and that is to come alongside many of those same efforts that were being pushed in the 70s. What are those issues, then, that are of concern here in the United States? There's two of them that I'd like to just address as far as this equality and this justice, as it's been called. Mm. On the surface, it sounds very good, using terms even that we find in Scripture, biblical justice, social justice, that is, justice within our societies to make sure that we can stand up for righteousness. But is that really what's going on? There's two acts that we find in the United States that are being pushed forward, one of them being the Equality Act. Now, this is something that we'll be looking at where the church's place within society is going to stand. Will they be able to uh, meet and to function as a free member of society, or will they have standards imposed on them that were not um, submitted by the Constitution? In fact, the Equality Act has actually stated that it puts into the hands of a government official, a bureaucrat, a legislator, for instance, <clears throat> the right to determine if a church is in fact acting on the basis of a legitimate religious convic- conviction or if it's simply using religious liberty as in, and quote, a pretext to discriminate. Mm. That is to say, is someone claiming that they are a church only because they want to avoid discrimination, they, or they want to claim that there is discrimination coming against them, and therefore <clears throat> they ought to be given extra and special freedoms? So what's the response to that within this Equality Act? Well, there is a legislature, there is a bureaucrat that's going to be able to come in to monitor this, to, to say whether this is actually legitimate or not. That means to say that we put the entirety of what used to be religious freedom, or what is now religious freedom but is seeking to be redefined, into the hands of an official that says no longer do we have true religious freedom to worship our God in a freedom that not the United States, not that South Africa could ever give us, but that God has given us in being able to worship Him, to put that freedom into the hands of a single government official, uh, you don't really make that qualification as a church. 
So we don't deem that you are effectively able to claim those, those rights to worship in that sort of way. And in the quote of this, um, the Speaker of the House, David Cicilline, who's looking to um, push this forward, he said that there is a determination that will have to be made on this. Now, that's quite shocking to be able to put that so blatantly in the open. And that's one of the facets that we see is this Equality Act. Mm. This is, in part, what here in South Africa, our um, justice system is looking to come alongside, namely <clears throat> the, the university, um, Stellenbosch University's Law Trust Professor, Julie Martinsella. But let's look at one other uh, issue that has also come very much into, into the right, uh, into the, the light. Uh, as of recently, and that's the Equal Rights Amendment. So on the one hand, we have the Equality Act regarding where does the Church stand within um, this, this maze of rights and equality and freedom, but also the equal, the equal Rights Amendment. Now, what's this? This relates more to the undermining of the family unit that we see put down in Scripture. The Equal Rights was... was um, argued for and sought to be passed back in the 70s, 1972, in the United States. It didn't make much headway, <clears throat> even back in 1923, when it had first been passed. But in 1972, when it was revisited, it seemed like it was just this unstoppable force. It seemed like it was going forward and like it could not be overturned. But it had been overturned because conservative groups recognized this is a big problem. If we give all of these rights, to groups such as the LGBT community, that they can do whatever they would like within a community um, and to be unchecked by our government. Mm. We're opening up a big problem for our whole moral compass within the United States. And so there has been a, a backlash against it to say, no, we must stand for the values of the family, and not just a cold marriage between a man and a man or between a woman and a woman or whatever else you'd like to call it, between if you think you're a man or you think you're a woman. But rather we must stick to the treatment as God has called it. And there's people even on the left, on the, on the Democratic side, that said there are actually errors with pushing forward with this as to determining how we can say whether this should go forward or not. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, the late um, Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg had recognized that in bringing this back to the table to address, there were some serious concerns that would, would be overturned. Namely, it would be denying the expiration clause that was in this amendment. This amendment had expired about 10 years ago, which now is being brought back to the table, and people are saying there should not have been an expiry date on this amendment. We need to revisit it to give these rights, these protections, to all of these businesses and institutions that we are now defining as central in our society. Mm. How do we respond to those within our community, though? First, on the one hand, we find this Equality Act, where the church is put under um, the threat of inspection to be deemed if it is, in fact, the church or not, and therefore if it is worthy of those religious freedoms. On the other, in the Equal Rights Amendment, what you have is the, the laying out not of equal rights, but of saying that the, the compass by which we declare things to be right and wrong will be dramatically shifted. So that, for instance, in some of those cases that it's come up as, if you deny someone to men who are saying they're getting married, and you deny 
baking a cake for them. Now you can, under the Equal Rights Amendment, be severely prosecuted because you have denied someone, quote, this equal right. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the sense of understanding of the family, of the, the godly, a, a biblical sense of marriage, the family, <clears throat> one could say, I will not do this on basis of conscience. The Equal, <clears throat> equal Rights uh, Amendment is actually saying you must, you are forced to accept our understanding of social norms so that if you refuse, even on basis of conscience, to go along with it, you can be prosecuted. Wow. Now, that's, that's a big concern for us within this worldview on a sexual um, standpoint, that God has created us, male and female, He's created the family with a father and a mother to discipline, to grow, to nurture those children. And if we turn away from that and give up that central unit of the family to say, we can let the state decide whatever um, it would like about our family, and we can let the state decide whatever it ought about the church, now we've handed over those central biblical doctrines to the legislators of mankind. So whether or not <clears throat> these legislations are passed, I encourage you as fellow believers to stand in the truths of the gospel. And know that if these are passed, whether in the United States or with the support here in South Africa for those same things, if those sorts of things are passed, we will have a, a fight to, to go up against. But we stand in the gospel of Christ to honor our government officials, pray for them, but stand in the truth of Scripture. And I encourage you to take those stands on the basis of the Scriptures. Thanks so much. That's the voice of Daniel De Villiers, a missionary with Frontline Fellowship. Daniel, thanks so much for your time and have a beautiful Wednesday. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.